0: My topic this morning is something that, in the mind and the eyes of the world, is not a very pleasant nor hopeful one. But yet for the child of God, the idea of a true hope in death should be one most precious to our hearts. We're going to have a somewhat lengthy reading to set the foundation for this morning, but it will not all be that way. Turn your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Job, chapter 19, and again for the foundation I want us to read the first 27 verses, and I know that is a bit much. And I pray that you will indulge me, and that you will be, uh, let's just say, patient with me. Job, chapter nineteen. Let's go to Lord of the Word of Prayer before we begin our reading. Our God and our Father this morning, it is our great privilege, our precious blessing to be able to assemble together with these, your faithful and loving people. For those, Father, that you have known from eternity, and those, Father, that you have made to know you in the passing of time. We're thankful to see each and everyone that is here. We are, Father, missing those that are not and asking your strength and your healing on the hearts and on the bodies of those that are dealing with the infirmity of this flesh. Father, we ask that it would please you to give freedom of speech, freedom of hearing, freedom of understanding, your word this morning that your father would be uplifted that you and your son would be magnified and that your spirit father would be work in the hearts of all those in attendance have your way father in all things for Christ's sake Amen. Job 19 verse 1 then answered Job and said how long will you vex my soul and break me in pieces with words These ten times have you reproached me Ye are not ashamed That ye make yourselves strange to me And be it indeed That I have erred My error remaineth with myself If indeed you will magnify yourselves against me And plead against me my reproach Know now that God hath overthrown me, and hath compassed me with His net. Behold, I cry out of wrong, but I am not heard. I cry aloud, but there is no judgment. He has fenced me up; my, He has fenced up my way. <coughs> Excuse me. He has fenced me fenced up my way that I cannot pass and he hath set darkness in my paths he hath stripped me of my glory and taken the crown from my head he hath destroyed me on every side and I am God and my hope hath removed hath he removed like a tree he hath also kindled his wrath against me And counteth me not, or counteth me unto him as one of his enemies. His troops come together and raise up their way against me, and encamp round about my tabernacle. He hath put my brethren far from me, and mine acquaintance are very estranged from me. My kinfolk have failed, and my familiar friends. Have forgotten me. They dwell in my house, and my maids count me for a stranger. I am an alien in their sight. I called my servant, and he gave me no answer. I entreated him with my mouth. My breath is strange to my wife, though I entreated for the children's sake of my own body. Yea, young children, despise me. I rose, and they spake against me. All my inward friends abhorred me, and they whom I love are turned against me. My bone cleaveth to my skin, and my flesh, and I am escaped with the skin of the teeth. Have pity upon me. Have pity upon me. O ye my friends, for the hand of God hath touched me. Why do ye persecute me as God, and are not satisfied with my flesh? Oh that my words were now written! oh that they were printed in a book! That they were graven with an iron pen, and led in the rock forever! For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and then he will stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin words destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, and not another within me. Oh, not, let me read that again. And though my reins be consumed with in me. the first 24 verses of job chapter 19 convey a message of despair of a man known as job. a man that seemingly has lost everything. In fact you will note in verse 10 he says particularly He has destroyed me on every side and I am gone and mine hope hath he removed like a tree. I can't say that I've ever really felt this down as Job expresses here. But it is quite apparent that the condition that Job has found himself in is one of dire distress. It is one that a man speaks of that will give you the idea that Job doesn't know which way to go, has no way to turn. In fact in an earlier chapter in chapter 3 in verses 11 through 12 we won't read those but I want you to notice there when you do read them that Job asked four why questions. He says why died I not from the womb? He asked why did I not give up the ghost? Why the knees prevent me and why the breast that I should suck Job is even despairing of why am I even alive why have I come to this point why have my friends despised me a very dark in a very bleak picture. and I'm not going to try to embellish it by making it sound worse than it is because I think any more that I could say than what's written here would just be hyperbole and of no real consequence. But our text verses this afternoon this morning, are found in Job nineteen twenty-five through 27 Here Job says, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God whom I shall see for myself and my own eyes shall behold and not another though my reins be consumed within me with all the distress and all the despair and all the anguish that Job expresses in verse 1 through verse 24 seems to all be washed away with the knowledge that Job declares he has. Job says, I know that my Redeemer liveth. Job says he knows that he has a Redeemer. Job says he knows that he needs a redeemer and there has been a redeemer provided for him a redeemer speaks of a bondage it speaks of captivity it speaks of a lack of freedom it speaks of slavery It speaks of oppression. And Job, in saying that his Redeemer liveth, says that he, Job, knows that he is in bondage, he is in captivity, he is in a lack of freedom, and in fact, he's even in slavery. Job, like we today, are naturally in the bondage of sin by nature. That is where we are. We were conceived in sin and we were shaped in an iniquity. That's how we came. like for us to read for just a moment now the book of John chapter 8 in John chapter 8 I would like for us to consider verses 30 to 34 John chapter 8 beginning at verse 30 and he spake these words As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, Ye shall be made free. Jesus answered them. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Now I want to add one caveat to that statement. In the book of First Kings, chapter 8 and verse 46, we find these words in part. For there is no man that sinneth not. So we're not just talking about, in the committing of sin, the person that sins, because we all do. But the idea here in committed speaks of active, present practicing of sin. We all sin, every single one of us, in thought, word, or deed, because we are in bondage to that sin. But when our Lord speaks of those who commit a sin and are the servants of sin, who are the bond slaves of sin, He speaks to those willingly regularly yields themselves to sin. They're captivated by it. They're held in its grasp. And without a redeemer, there is no release. There is no freedom. But there's another aspect of the Redeemer. Not just the fact that we're in bondage and in captivity, lacking freedom, even to the point of slavery. It also speaks of deliverance. Having a Redeemer means that there's someone That is going to ransom us from our captivity. I want to read just a moment the book of Psalms, the 130th Psalm, and verse 7. Psalm 130, and verse 7. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. There is plenteous deliverance. There is plenteous ransom. There is plenteous freedom. There is great mercy. When we speak of having a Redeemer or when Job speaks of having a Redeemer Job says I know that there is someone that is going to and in fact even has redeemed me already. I am redeemed. My Redeemer liveth. My Redeemer right now is alive and well. And one day, in the latter day, my Redeemer will stand upon the earth itself. Who is this Redeemer? Who is this Redeemer? Who Job speaks of that is his deliverer, who is his ransom payment, who is this redeemer that Job speaks of as the one to free him from the bondage of sin and the consequences of that sin? In the book of Genesis, it makes it very clear. Death for sin. In the dead you eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. Man has been dying ever since then. We are sick. We are infirmed. And ultimately, we will die physically. But we died spiritually in Adam. We died spiritually at the fall of man. But we have a Redeemer. We have a Redeemer that has redeemed us, bought us back, purchased, paid the purchase price of our ransom and our redemption. Who is this Redeemer. I want us to look at four portions of Scripture that we might see who Job's Redeemer is. I hope that everyone that hears me this morning can say amen that they have a Redeemer, that they their Redeemer. But if not. May at the close of this morning service. They say now I see my Redeemer. Now I am redeemed. In the book of Romans. Chapter 3. Note if you would. Verse 24. Romans 3 and verse 24. Being justified. no nope. Back up. Let's read 23 as well. For all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. Being justified freely. By his grace. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. As I said earlier. All have sinned. There's not a one that has not. But there are those who have been justified. There are those that have been found and made, declared just. How? By the grace of God through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus Who is Job's Redeemer? Who is that one that Job knows is alive and Job knows one day he will see on the earth? It is the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1... I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. Not verse 1 through 30. I don't want to scare you like that. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Not only is the Lord Jesus Christ Job's Redeemer he is Job's wisdom he is Job's righteousness he is Job's sanctification does he hold those offices for you as well in your life Ephesians chapter 1 and there consider if you would verses 6 and 7 Ephesians 1 verse 6 and 7 To the praise of the glory of His grace. Wherein He hath made us acceptable in the Beloved. In whom we have redemption. Through His blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Notice He speaks of the blood here. In whom we have redemption through His blood. Understand. Without the shedding of blood there is no remission. The blood of Christ must have been shed in order for us to be justified to be sanctified to be made righteous the righteous son of God the Lord Jesus Christ must have shed his blood. Job says I know that one I know my redeemer and I know that one day that Redeemer will stand on the earth. Lastly, Colossians chapter 1. I'd like for us to read there verses 13 and 14. Let's read 12 through 14. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saint in light who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us under the kingdom of his his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins our sins are forgiven in Christ his death paid the price of our redemption His redemption is the means by which we're made acceptable. We're acceptable unto God through His Son. Job knows he has a Redeemer. But Job goes on a little bit further and he says in verse six whom I uh, verse twenty six of Job nineteen, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. He speaks even earlier in verse 26 And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Job here knows that his body is one day going to be consumed. It is going to be destroyed. The skin worms are going to devour it. It is going to see corruption. All of us will. Except the Lord returns and calls us to meet him in the air. But the fact that he says with his eyes he shall see God tells us that Job speaks of a resurrection. He speaks of something beyond the death of this body. This body is not the end of the story the death of this body is not the end of the story. The death of this body is not permanent. But it shall be raised one day after death. All mankind shall be resurrected. The book of Acts chapter 24 and verse 15 says in part, speaking of the resurrection, both of the just and of the unjust. Do not be dismayed. Do not be so confused or do not be so de- deceived as to think that because this body dies." goes into the grave as untold millions have done throughout the ages that there is not going to be a resurrection for the just and for the unjust the just are those who have been justified in the Lord Jesus Christ as we spoke of in the book of Romans chapter 3 Justified. Declare just. And the unjust are those who have not been justified. Those upon which the wrath of God still hangs and remains. Death. In the man the plan and the purpose of God was obviously always there it was always intended that mankind live on the problem is there are those that will be resurrected having been justified, having been delivered from the guilt and the punishment of sin, and accepted in the presence of God. And there are those who have not been justified, who have not been redeemed, and who will endure the wrath of God throughout eternity. But Job also says that his Redeemer liveth. And his Redeemer Redeemer does not see corruption. My Redeemer liveth. He's alive right now. He always will be alive. But there was a time when on the cross at Calvary his redeemer died his redeemer died and his redeemer was buried in a tomb and three days later his redeemer came out of that tomb victorious over death never to see corruption again never to die again Job knows his Redeemer is eternal. And guess what? Because Job's Redeemer is eternal. The Redeemer of all those who know Job's Redeemer will also, or they also have an eternal Redeemer, I'm going to read for just a moment the book of Psalms, Psalm 16, and there I want to read the first 10 verses. Psalm 16, 1 through 10, only 11 verses, so it's not going to be that long. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord, my goodness extendeth not to thee. But to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent in whom is all my delight, their sorrows shall be multiplied, that hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take upon my take upon the, their names up un, into my lips. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance, and my cup, thou may maintainest my lot. The lines are fall. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel my reins also instruct me in the night season I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth my flesh also shall rest in hope for though for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to seek corruption. That, folks, is Christ Job's Redeemer, my Redeemer, your Redeemer, if indeed you know Christ as your Redeemer. In the book of 1 Corinthians, it will not turn there. In verses chapter 15, verses 12 through 19, you will notice that it is spoken of the fact that if this did not happen, then that didn't happen. If our Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, was not raised from the dead... And ascend under the right hand of God. We don't have. A resurrection. We will not be raised. And if we are raised. We'll be raised. Unjustified. We'll be as those who. Are resurrected. Unjustified. Unforgiven. Unredeemed. Indeed the Lord Jesus Christ. Was raised. He paid our sin debt. He paid the sin debt for every single person. That believes upon him. It seems sometimes. That there's not a whole lot of room, a whole lot of ground for hope. I was thinking about our conversation that we had out front before services. And we thought about how crazy our life and this world was. How things seemed to be so totally unreasonable. And out of control. Well, folks, no matter how out of control, no matter how crazy, no matter how unreasonable things seem unto us right now. The apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Lord of the Spirit of God, gave us a means to have hope. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 beginning at verse 13 reading down to including verse 18 But I would not have you to be ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe That Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. True hope in death is to be had in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because whether we are dead when he returns or whether we be alive, we shall ever be with the Lord. I am dreadfully fearful for people that cannot say as Job says, I know my Redeemer liveth. My Redeemer died on the cross at Calvary, but my Redeemer liveth. My Redeemer has ascended into heaven. But my Redeemer will one day return. He will come back on this earth. Do you truly know your?